Leaping forward bionically. Trajules. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Geek Down. I am Pat Feeden. House today we have Jip Lopple and Shane Shay. <laughs> and today we are bringing you none other than, hold on, say it with me now, Jumanji. With The Rock and I Karen Gillan. she's Nebula. <laughs> yeah. She was Nebula. She was Amy Pond. Mm -hmm. The last movie was great. This one, we'll see how we felt about it in just a few. Also, we are talking about Edgar Allan Poe. This is an anthology series narrated by Edgar Allan Poe. It was a very interesting approach uh, from an indie comic that's actually doing pretty big things. So we'll talk about that too in just a little bit. Also, Watchmen. This was a specific recommendation from this man right here. Did I say that? No, you did not. Okay. <laughs> not He's like, what? Huh? Yeah. I loved it. <laughs> it, does, it does not... I've talked about it with like everybody I know, so it would not have surprised me, but I also didn't know that. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll, we'll have Jerry Klein down off the uh, tip of Watchmen in just a little bit yeah. and give a proper review, and then we'll close out with Star Wars. The Rise of Skywalker. Ah, oh, crap. I watched... Sky Wars, The Rise of Starwalker. Okay, so Jer watched the porno version. We'll get the review on that one too in just a little bit. That'll be interesting. Talk about lightsabers there. Something like blue ballistic paint on the never never mind. Alright, so now let's jump into Let's still Watchmen. <laughs> well then, oh, well Alright. Let's jump into Jumanji, the next level. Now, if anyone's familiar with um, Jumanji, then animals come running through Chicago or something. I think, watch, suburb, a suburb of Chicago. Runs through Aurora, um, a suburb of Chicago, tramples oh. over Wayne's World. You know, it was awesome. Um, they came out with the movie a few years ago. Everyone thought, eh, it's gonna be trash. And it actually turned out to be a really good picture. Well, now they have a sequel, The Next Level. And it's a game bringing you the next level, but it brings back the original cast. So what's the mission here? Well. They've all gone off to college, they've done interesting stuff, they're on with their lives, and one of them is like, yeah, moving all of my life sucks and I hate it, <laughs> going back to my hometown, lose myself in this game world, and just be done with it. And then his friends are like, dude, that was stupid, we almost got killed, are you out your goddamn mind? Exactly. So, they've returned to Jumanji to see if they can save their friend. Now, synopsis is simple. It's a really hard formula to mess up once they've already got like a hit on their hands and a win. The last movie had them doing a uh, really good job with clever writing and interesting characters that develop. I was really excited to see what this franchise would do now that they've introduced the new personalities of Danny Glover and Danny DeVito. Yeah. How do they use them? I thought they wasted them completely. I feel like their whole existence was to make old man jokes. And I mean, I, the question is, did any of us ask for old man jokes? I wasn't really looking for old man jokes yeah. in, in Jumanji specifically. Like nothing, nothing told me, yo, running from a cheetah or something, which, which one here? Where's my life alert? I wasn't clamoring for it, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot more than you did, it seems like. Really? Yeah. But lay it on, Dude, man. What was your interpretation of Jumanji, the next level? Caveat here, I didn't see the previous Jumanji. That's so right, you I am, didn't. You I'm going that. in cold. This see, is my first time. I think the key here is with the first one, we all went with real low expectations. Yeah. And the fact that it was a decent movie, right. where I was just surprised it was any good at all. Right. Whereas this, we had higher expectations. But yeah. <laughs> I did not have any expectations. I went in, mm -hmm. and I thought it was, it was funny enough. 
You know? Yeah. The action did not hold up for me. That was the one thing. Mm, but like the humor, supremely. it was fine. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You know, you mentioned the action too. The action in this seemed so tacked on. Yeah. Whereas in the first one, it was natural because they were supposed to be like awkward kids that aren't used to these bodies, aren't used to their own bodies. Yeah. And they're not used to their interpersonal relationships. And they find a way to make it work to sometimes hilarious results. Yeah. Sometimes to kind of badass results. The Rock was just snuffing folks. You know, it was, it was, it was, yeah. it was all right. And in this one, they felt uh, the need to step it up yeah. in really unnatural and unwarranted ways. Like, I was telegraphing everything, Definitely. and it felt cheap, you know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, all the CGI looked really cheap. Oh, all the All the CGI animals throughout. Yeah, I couldn't tell whether or not that was purposeful or not. Like, yeah. Are, are we trying to say you're in a low-quality video game? Um, or you just didn't have enough money for your effects budget? Well, you know what I suspect? I think they got cocky. I think with the last movie, we saw the animals, but they didn't show them as much as they did in uh, this yeah. new one. Mm -hmm. They didn't show them as much as they did, and they didn't show them as up close as they did. There's a scene with these giant monkeys who, um, I, I forget their, excuse me, these giant apes. Mm -hmm. I forget their name, but they're bigger than gorillas even. Yes. They look like baboons, but they, they uh, oh, mandrels. Yes, yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, with mandrels and they get like right up on each one mm -hmm. of these there's like close-ups and like mouth shots and fangs and they got tongues wagging and stuff you can see up buttholes it's really weird and then like they spend so much time on them that you can you have time to notice the flaws yeah you know it's not like quick action where they're on screen they're off it's like oh man that was that, 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 that like death yeah. you know run it's okay we're facing this thing down we're looking at it we're staring at it it's trying like you know uh, get in my head and stuff you know it's gonna catch me on this bridge and do indian burns and all types of weird stuff and i have no idea what's going on because i'm looking at this thing that i'm seeing progressively get more and more yeah fakey it's also you know? like cockiness might be the thing though because they also drew hundreds of them mm. and all of them moving individually at once i mean if it was just five they probably could just put the detail in and then send them out there and they're still the same scene you know they're still being terrorized by these monkeys but with hundreds of them swarming they had to do everything and the ones that are close up don't hold up to scrutiny no you're right they ran yeah. out of bandwidth yeah you gotta come on man you gotta pay for that high plan that's going on to be fair this jumanji game appears to be running on a sega genesis so it's pretty <laughs> I mean, impressive it's like 16 oh minutes. no I, I do i think i was older you talking like um <laughs> yeah. master system yeah it had like the wood right on it um in the uh in this new um in this new generation of jumanji uh they're not playing board games like they were in the original ones yeah. these are game cartridges now the right, curse then. is as much a victim of nostalgia as the rest of us i'm guessing I think is, yeah i think you're gonna think about it so hard your brain gonna explode and like ooze out your ear there. all right but yeah so you like the movie but you yeah. didn't have the context of the previous one correct so how would you um how would you quantify the effect that the interpersonal relationships of the characters had on you? I mean, they caught you up pretty quick in the opening kind of montage of them all being scattered, uh, all in college doing different things, and then coming back together to meet up in their hometown around, I think, the holidays, mm -hmm. it seemed like. So that, that was fine for me. Uh, the only thing that I had to look up from Wikipedia was Colin Hanks' uh, character. Yes. Who's the kid who was trapped in the, move, in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, played by Nick Jonas in the movie, yeah. or in the game, whatever. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. Of he did a decent job, actually. Yeah. Um, Nick Jonas, I, 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 he's he's okay as an actor. I, 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 I respect um, the uh, the leaps and bounds that he's taken. <laughs> and in that first, uh, in that last Jumanji movie, he actually did okay as a sympathetic character, as a guy you really feel for, and you, right. yeah. you feel how real his stakes are. Because he's been in there by himself, didn't know what year it is, mm -hmm. didn't realize he'd been in there for like 20 years. Right. No, that was that was deep. Yeah. But 
in this movie, um, I asked that question very specifically because the one of the things that made this kind of a, um, I don't know, it made it kind of shoddy to me, mm. is those relationships that you noticed there yeah. were retconned. Or not retconned, they didn't even give an explanation as to why mm. characters that you saw grow and mature were right back to square one at the start of this movie. Ah, interesting. Yeah, yeah like so that girl, like Bethany, yeah. um, the one that stayed, that, um, well... The one that they met up with later. I won't give a spoiler here. Yeah. But in this movie, she's like all, you know, kind of valley girl and shallow. She had completely matured out of that. That was a plot point yeah. in the last one. I, I don't know. You don't I, think she, it was a plot point? She matured out of being self-obsessed. Mm -hmm. But I think the rest of that was just her personality. <laughs> Damn, all right. <laughs> Claws are out. No, all I All right, so I Shay, think... talk about your experience with, with Jumanji, the next level. I feel like I'm perhaps in... Well, no, I think I'm closer to Jared's opinion than yeah. yours. Just, Jared? Well, Jared. Jared. Because so I didn't outright hate it. <laughs> yes, I, I did not outright hate it. I do agree that it's not as good as the first. Mm -hmm. Or I should say the um, reboot that it's ba that is the sequel to. Mm -hmm. I agree the that, that it's the sequel, I the know, prequel right? and integral to. But not the actual first, because the actual first is only Robin Williams, so that's a whole other thing. Because yeah. they do acknowledge that it's all in the same continuity. Mm -hmm. But um, Like I said, don't think too hard about it. It's going to hurt. When you throw that much into it, it's like, okay, remember. <laughs> anyway, but no, I agree. This one is not as good as the previous one. Um, and here's the thing: I don't, want, I don't want it to seem like I don't want it to seem like we're reviewing by comparison. No, no, no. But it, it's kind of hard but not to at least acknowledge offers, the first one. You know, a sequel offers itself to comparison because it is a continuation of something you already know. Right. They barely had inciting incidents. Yeah, just like, like I'm lonely. I'm gonna make this game work. Yeah, it's like why yeah, not even this <laughs> specifically, but but. I get it. He felt like he was powerful as the character he was. Only he didn't end up as that character mm -hmm. when he went back. He did not. I like that they did that at least. I like that they didn't put yeah. him back in the same world as the exact same characters. Right. Yeah. I like that they tried to switch it up with having the grandpas in there. They had mm -hmm. Ben DeVito and uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, and uh, <laughs> Danny Glover, Glover yeah. in there as uh, Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. Yeah. And the two of them are now the main uh, figures that we uh, we're, here, we're there to mm -hmm. see. We know the comedy is going to come from Kevin Hart. The comedy is going to come from Dwayne Johnson. I mean, um, I still found Jack Black funny in this. Jack, no, Jack, come on, Jack, okay. He's the comedy came from them. Jack this? Black was in different in this movies, as well. In both movies, I feel like he was the funniest thing in it. Really? Yeah, like like his yeah. like the actual delivery of humor. I felt like he had the best delivery out of everybody. I'm not saying he always got the funniest lines, but mm. he always seemed to make the most of every line he got. Yeah. Um, I'll give Jack Black his due. He's he's um like people forget he people know him as a character as as you know the character actor and as um as uh, Jack Black mm -hmm. but as an actor he's got chops. Yes. You know so he's done some good work over the years. So it's like when he does I, I see I definitely see what you're saying when he's bringing it out pur purposefully um it it works really well for him in this as much as I, I it's it's very obvious I didn't like the movie yeah. but I I will say I did like him. I think you're mm -hmm. right. I liked especially because he had to play like four different types character yes. types. That's the thing I liked about the I liked all the performances in the game. Or, mm. Yeah, in game I liked all the performances. <laughs> yeah. um, in the movie about the game. Yeah, because yeah. they all had to play different versions of each. They had to play different real life people, mm. but playing as these characters. So the Rock had to be Dan Vito at one point, and other times he had to be the main character or whatever. Mm. So. Yeah, some really good casting there. They all did a good job. They all seemed very game to do whatever. Oh, I see what you did there. 
I, I, def I definitely feel like I feel like the actors at the very least probably had a good time making this movie. Yeah. Like, Yo, Aquafina. I like Aquafina. Aquafina comes out of nowhere. Yeah. And I knew she was she, in it, and I was trying to figure out where. Right. So when when she did shot, I was like, okay, finally there she is. That was a nice little. That was a nice little uh, kind of you know like surprise. Ha <laughs> right, yeah. ha. Yeah. Because I don't uh, think she was in the trailers from what I remember. No. no yeah. She did not. But she. But her. But where they list um, the cast, like. Yeah. There she is. There. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, come on, it's Juwanji. For all we know, she could have been in like a in like a rhino suit or something. Yeah. You know? I mean, yeah, I, I, it could. I, she could, she I could have been one of the mandrills. I kind of expected her to be a like a, a mandrill? zany yeah, I know, NPC. So did I. Yeah. Oh yeah, her, her like like um um. Reese Darby. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, like that's yeah. what I was expecting. I like Reese Darby. I don't yeah. I don't normally like Reese Darby in stuff because he always seemed like just kind of a I'm. I'm a comedian who is famous <laughs> yeah. for being a comedian who does stuff, not doing comedy. Right. You know, and yeah. I like him in this specifically because, I don't know, it's just, maybe it's the accent. Mm. He's got that accent. Welcome to Jumanji. It's a perfect sometimes, NPC accent. Sometimes yeah. a good accent will put you over. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. That's how I felt about Knives Out. Knives Out? The yeah, accent? no. For Daniel Craig's accent, like, I legit kind of really loved it by the time I got doing, to the ended movie. But he, but he was doing, like, a foghorn leg on. Oh, I get it. And, oh, yeah. and it was and I, it was hysterical the whole time. I was just like, oh, yeah. my God, this is just getting better and better every time <laughs> he speaks. All right, well, to each their own, then. Yeah. Um, all right, but no, the story itself, I thought, uh, it kind of degraded. It's like, it starts off on the point of we're back in Jumanji. We just needed a, yeah. an we just needed a, a convenient way to get these kids back in this world. Mm -hmm. So I get that, you know, you want to make a sequel, you just got to get them in there somehow. And from there, the script will get better. But it felt like, it really felt like they half-assed this from beginning to end. And I, I was going along with it thinking, no, 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 they're just building to something that I don't see yet. Right. That they're going to hit me with, and everything will make sense beforehand. Yeah, and then when they got to the end fight, this is the thing that really got me. When they got to the end, to the last like big bad, big badass boss fight, mm -hmm. and I remember how like yo, they made Van Pelt a demon back then. Van, Van Pelt in the, you know, Van Pelt was thorough. Mm. And in this one, they introduced this guy who's new, and they don't really have him do much. No, At one point, yeah. he's feeding his wool, his um hyenas, and that, in the dialogue seems like some stuff mm. i think it flew over most people's heads to really have the effect that they intended and then the actual like showdown with him oh, man, it's, like, it's like 30 seconds yeah. yeah yeah like his henchmen were more of a threat than he was yeah and, but you know what for devil's advocate like that does feel like some was gonna play advocate like too. like so, that feels like some games like in like the early especially in like the mid early 90s where you it was really hard to get to the big boss and the big boss was nothing yeah but those aren't good games <laughs> I'm not saying they are it, but it could be a nod to the era maybe yeah. mm. but then again that might be giving them way too much credit yeah I think you are uh, I think that hurts <laughs> Um, I feel like though this game was designed by a curse and it doesn't you know yeah. they don't have a full staff of that, that other that's, that's the curse of it the curse <laughs> of it. I feel like as far as the script goes they made the in-game play too complex in the first movie it's pretty simple get the gem mm -hmm. get it to the top of the thing mm -hmm. yeah Jumanji that is how you end the game this I felt like there was so much more involved in the mechanics of the gameplay when they were in it mm -hmm. that if you were going to spend so much time on the interpersonal development, maybe you should have made the gameplay that they were a part of simpler. <laughs> Message! Yeah. Uh, what it came down to, ultimately, is this felt 
like a cash grab when I when I wanted to watch a movie. When I wanted to watch a funny movie, a funny, endearing, cleverly written adventure movie. And the fact that it's coming from something that was a you know a cleverly written all that adventure movie, this was pretty much the uh, Crystal Skulls to the Indiana Jones series for me. Oh, that's kind of you mean. Yeah. You know, hey, that's how I felt about it. Uh, it that might be that might be kind of harsh. Nah, 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 nah. You know what you did. You know what you did, Jumanji. You know what you did. <laughs> so like, I got to give it a thumbs down. And it hurts. I, I, I love the Rock projects. Kevin Hart is a dude I think is funny in stand-up. His movies are usually hit or miss. Mm-hmm. I think this was a miss. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they also brought down, yo, you got Danny Clover, yeah, and Danny DeVito. Yo, the actors, the caliber, and then, and then. I did, mean, they've both been in some crap though lately. They have. But yeah. I felt this all, really I feel like though. they're old and don't care. Yo, this is garbage right. movie with Danny Glover and Michael Shannon. No, I'm not gonna get that. Never mind. Um, either way, Jumanji with a thumbs down for me. All right. Thumbs up for me. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna go with. I'm gonna do a thumbs up just because it's a fine one-time watch. It's a right. fine popcorn movie. I don't say don't don't go see this in the theater though. Wait for it to be up for streaming. Watch it in the comfort of your own home. Yeah. If you're gonna watch it, like it's, it's probably definitely not worth a fifty dollar trip to the movies because no. that's like at least two tickets and some concessions. Yeah, let's say yeah, fifty dollars to go by yourself to a matinee. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh... I wouldn't even say go to your, by yourself to a matinee. That just seems sad for this level of movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't go out of my way to see it. But like, if I wouldn't see it again. Uh, but if it was like on TV. I would watch up through the next commercial break, you know. <laughs> High <laughs> praise. I mean, High praise. You check to see if something else is on. If yeah. nothing better, you come back. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's not like great, but it's reasonably it's fun. Yeah. Yo, you yeah. said, you said, yeah. I guess I'll stick with it through the next Charmin ad. Why not? Yeah. I like. It. Yeah, like I, I laughed at some of the comedy. I, which it goes, some of the moments were fun. Yeah. Some of the moments were even heartwarming. It's just not everything was continuously the whole movie. Man, right. And I felt let down because that's what that's one thing that got me in the trailer. Mm. I'm seeing the comedy where Kevin Hart's like, "Oh my, what's you having a stroke? Huh? Breathe, yeah. breathe." Yeah. I laugh, I laugh, I laugh my ass off for like two minutes. Yeah, I'm I not, think I'm I not laugh more at cats. I'll cats? Be fair. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> Yeah, but now yeah, at this let's point, talk we about... have to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now let's talk about Edgar Allan Poe's A Snifter of Terror. This is an anthology comic uh, narrated by Edgar Allan Poe, and I thought this was going to be one of those things that has like the stories of Edgar Allan Poe all I put mean, to like a comic a world bit. or something. Uh, not quite. some of the stories were based off his stories, or in weird ways. All right, some of them, but I thought this was going to be wall to wall of all of his works uh, put in an illustrated format. Which I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to. I would have been okay with that, mm-hmm. and I'm not hating on this book. I'm just saying that it seemed just off the uh, the premise. Um, that you might get something different than what you actually got. Does that make it good? Does that make it bad? Let's talk about it, shall we? Let's wrap. Also, I'm gonna I'm gonna call out real quick. I'm upset that with that T-shirt, the hat works so much better, like so much more. <laughs> it's just all right. So, Sina, Sift of Terror, hit us up. What did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I was about to say. I know you're not asking for a summary. You just did that. <laughs> Summarize my summary. No. <laughs> Um, let's see. I, hmm, other than the first issue just kind of straight grossing me out. Mm-hmm. They were interesting. Um, I didn't dislike them. I'm not sure how, it's one of those things because I feel like it takes like some sort of contemplation on whether or not I actually like them. They were definitely interesting and I definitely felt the need to finish. Mm-hmm. 
Not just because I had to. <laughs> you seem like before you. You better finish this. You better finish this book. No, because I don't. Pat comes to my house and beats me. No, I think I what? <laughs> <laughs> That's a crazy thing to say on air, but also I guess. I guess Pat does have editing. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? I'm, I'm, I'm leaving that in. I'm sending a copy right to your husband. <laughs> All right, but no, I, I get what you're saying though. It's one of those. It's because the book itself is a snifter of terror and Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. You think it might be like a horror book, something out of EC Comics or whatnot? No, it's actually. It seems more com- dark, oh, it, it comedic. Oh, it is. It is very comedic. Else. Yo, this man starts off just like depressed and begging for a drink. Which oh is my God, Edgar Allan Poe. Is he having a moment? Is he, you know, having a breakdown, no, witnessing the decline of this character? Should we feel sad? Who's he talking to? He's talking to me. No, I'm not gonna do for you. I, I'm not in this book. And then it hits you. Oh no, it's a comedy book, and they're playing up his horrible, horrible depression and alcoholism. Yes. Ha ha. Yes, he literally died in a pool of his own sick. Yeah, fun times. But <laughs> I know I, I, I like this book though. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even gonna try to like you know mask it under that air. You know, the stories themselves may have won me over. No, dude, I was laughing from the beginning. Yeah. Because it's a it's it's ridiculous, but it knows it's ridiculous i love when yeah. a, a ridiculous thing knows it's ridiculous but still doesn't use that as an excuse to get like really random and stupid yeah. and corny yeah. for arbitrary reasons it just had a good time and this had a good time it's edgar Allan poe who we expect to be grim and he's trying to be grim but he's also just kind of goofy and thirsty <laughs> and he's trying to narrate these stories but the way he comes it's it's kind of like all right jerry we're gonna talk about some deep dark horrifying stuff a tale of a man who drags children through a forest to their doom possibly let's discuss earnest scared stupid you know it's it's, it's like that it's just like the most ridiculous stuff uh with like an edgar Allan Poe spin on it and i i, I don't know that that tickled me man that was yeah, all no. right there were de- i really like the one of the comics that was in between the chapters of him when the black cat mm. in that like spy versus spy kind of <laughs> style that they had. Yeah. That was fun. I like it. And it approaches the storytelling from an air of um, this, I don't know, like Victorian proper esque something or Which other. I, I guess it makes sense because that, that was when he was alive. Yeah. No, it, it, no, it definitely does. Uh, what I'm getting at is though, um, the stories are entertaining. The way they approach it is you can see how it develops, and the whole approach is that same. Uh, uh, he's describing the societally um, uh, um, uh, taboo and inappropriate. It's like, no, they're just gay in the story. I, 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 I <laughs> yeah. Get and the way it was written out was, I mean, purely for comedic effect, but it managed that comedic effect, which I think is kind of hard to do, especially when you're trying, when you're openly trying to do an act of satire of something that people are one very close to and two has nothing like comically attached to it yeah. um even uh i mean dude especially we're in massachusetts um uh some of the uh, some of his stories his most horrible stories took place here including like the telltale heart mm-hmm. which took place here in salem didn't he live here at one point at your own po? yeah in massachusetts uh, possibly i didn't do my research i can't, I can't bother <laughs> with that but um like that was a contract killing Mm-hmm. Which most people don't know. I just thought it was a murder, but it was a contract <laughs> killing. Like I was commissioned, and the cats came from came here from Salem. So if you're local, you know those stories. So it's like, 
yo, you better, you better not mess this up. And to see those things portrayed from that man, portrayed in a comic effect, that was that was all right. You know, um, I like this book. I like the way the comedy panned out. You're right. Some of the stories are gross, especially yeah. the first one, which means they throw you into the deep end right away. Because that first story and I, I starts like off slow. I feel like that is something like, inspired by one of his... Like, I'm not going to pretend like I've read every one of Edgar Allan Poe stories. I've I don't read like, a couple. Yeah, I don't remember but, the one where the dude blew up and people but ate no, it. But no, I feel on, like... like <laughs> well, no, I feel like it, it's a, ref, a reference to... Not like the whole story, but I can't remember which one. And I really should have done some research, but I didn't. Well, no, it's, <laughs> it's like they don't tell you the um, original stories that are based. I mean, it's easy enough to look up. It's Edgar Allan Poe. The, but they don't have like a, a, a legend for you to follow yeah. as to which like, story it's like it's either you remember or you don't yeah um i like the one that was like essentially his life story <laughs> um the With... phone's on the other side of the thing can we get that uh it's on the other side of the case there on the table on the table brother oh, okay. all right uh can someone that might be josh can someone buzz him in uh how do you do that uh hit uh, the green button and then hit nine all right thanks Kay. Uh, possibly. Yeah, thanks. Alright, I'll just have to edit that there. I'm sorry, Shadow. I don't know what you're saying. I don't either. Alright. Uh, did you read this? I did not read it. You didn't get to read it. Okay. Um, uh, we were just, like, talking about the comparisons. Like, I do like, um, the one that takes place in the asylum now that is one of his stories mm -hmm. um well, which, which one later weird... describe it for the people if you will well no he has a story where essentially uh, um inmates take over the asylum no i mean <laughs> the story it. in the book um, in, the, in the comic no that's the story in the comic <laughs> and that's the it's the book too it's the way it's illustrated obviously a little different because of the medium change but that's the essential story mm. that a detective comes to an asylum and finds out that these inmates have overthrown the asylum and um chained up the workers like the doctors and nurses and such mm. uh, i think my favorite one was the second story in this which was kind of a nice like got you uh revenge story where it's like there's the vampire and his wife Oh. No, he, he, he's, a, he's, he's a vampire. He was just a dude. Oh my that, god, okay. So I love that one too. Alright, you want to you say, say the name or should I? You want to say who the dude was or should I? Count Coco? Count, yes. <laughs> yes, Count Coco. Uh, they made a, they made a, they made a, a, a pseudo serious he's, he's story Count Chocolate. Count And then you see Booberry and Franken. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> and Frankenberry and Captain Crunch is there and the Lucky Charms. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It was cause it's it's goofy as hell, but it's fun. That was it's one of like, the best ones. That was legit one of the best ones. That and the Mummy one. The Mummy, the mummy one was okay. I like the but I, no, I just like that the mummy was so disgusted with modern times. It's like he just kept and like and the dudes taking him around just didn't understand what his objections were. I'm like, yo, come on now, you in a different time, you better own up. Um, I don't have much else to say about this. It's just like yeah. you can't really describe it's hard more to describe than without essentially telling every bit of the stories. That yeah, you read. it's been it's been hard to avoid spoilers here too Very because difficult. it's a it's it's a funny book, but. But conceptually, it wouldn't come across that way. If I told you, yo, I'm gonna, yo, I want you to read this Edgar Allan Poe book immediately. Are you thinking comedy? No. Yeah, you know, it's like that, that's Pavlovian. Yeah. You can't get, you can't get yeah. around that. Yeah. But this right. was yeah. a good comedy. It was uh, centered around and narrated by Edgar Allan Poe, 
And I mean, it's an, it's, a, it's an anthology collection of comedic stories that earns my thumbs up. Shayna, what do you I got? feel like the best way to describe this as a slightly is a funnier Tales of the Crypt with Edgar Allan Poe as your host. Um, and yeah, I give it a thumbs up. I always definitely say check it out. It's it's weird and interesting, and it has some really maybe a little bit on the nose, but some cool social commentary too. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. Oh, we we're not about that glib close to that, you know, blatant social a, commentary. Yeah. yeah, I mean, on that. it's glib, but in a funny way. It's, well, some chapters. It Tonally, it's all over the place, but it's very chapter to chapter. All right. You know, like most books are. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> Only if it's in an anthology. If it's not, it wouldn't It'd have some sort of, True. you know. I know what you're saying. I'm busting tone. <laughs> all right. So, um, Edgar Allan Poe's A Snifter of Terror. But now, let's talk about Watchmen. Jer. Yeah. Were you a fan of Watchmen the comic? Yes, I was, yeah. Uh, were you a fan of uh, Watchmen the, I think it was Zack Snyder movie? No. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, wait, wait, no, you weren't a fan of no, it wasn't Zack Snyder. I did not like the movie that much, no. Oh, okay, it, all right. It's, yeah, oh, I mean, was, it was done by Zack Snyder. Yeah, I thought it was fine, but it wasn't like, it wasn't like the comic. Mm. In, like, I mean, terms of quality. it wasn't. Yeah. Like, no, okay, to be fair, it is like 85% like the comic, yeah. but the ending is so different that it changes the story dramatically. Well, come on, Shane. And also along the way, he like makes some changes that shows that he really didn't get the point of the comic in a lot of ways. But, no, because he really glorified all... the violence. Yeah. Where I think the comic was more about uh, showing like the consequences. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But, but see, that's why, everybody, that's why people thought he'd be great to do the Superman movie. Yeah. Zack Snyder? Yep. I didn't hate his Superman. I didn't I did. love it, but like, I hated but it. I didn't like it, but going into it, I was like, yeah, I can go with a Superman movie where he just punches things real hard. That's cool. And then it turned out to not be very good. It's so, Superman. It's, yeah. what, it's what he does, man. Yeah. It's not what he does. And that's, that's, that's what annoyed me about that <laughs> yeah. movie. I was like, no, you've you ruined everything and I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, well, Watchmen's a little different. Yes. yes. They, they punch everything. With a message, yes. So you want to break down for us now what Watchmen, the H, the new HBO series, right. is about? Uh, Watchmen HBO series is a sequel to the comic, very much to the comic, not to the movie. Uh, there are, <laughs> yeah, they are, you emphasize that, yeah, not to the movie, yeah, the, because the creators the, still have nothing to do with it. Yes, yeah, they uh, because the movie cut out the giant squid, mm-hmm. uh, and in this. Uh, this TV show, they are still dealing with tiny giant squids falling from the sky. Mm. Well, yeah. tiny. Well, in, in tiny that respect, squids. they're just squids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, no, no, you're right. The giant squid. I, I, I'm wondering how, how though, the movie could have made all that play out. Oh no, that, that was a major. I mean, it's why it's only two hours, man. It's why a lot of people say Watchmen's like impossible to ad- adapt as a movie. Mm. And I mean, you know, the Zack Snyder version is fine for what it was, but and I see why he made he cut the corners that he did in some places. Mm. But it doesn't. It's not the same. No, I feel you. Yeah, I, no, I, I think visually making it into a series was a better idea. Yeah. Then, goodness knows, making another movie would have been like because this gets. I feel like this gets the point more. Yeah. Mm. It absolutely does. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, I cut you off. But. Yeah. So it's about um, town of Tulsa, Oklahoma, where the police are able to wear masks and kind of be vigilante heroes, but within the law. Mm. Um, the sheriff gets murdered, and one of his close friends is going to investigate it. Yeah, sheriff uh, played by Don Johnson. Who, yes, 
I, I, I never really thought I'd see him in a role that I liked. Yeah. And, then, I mean, and then in, 20, in 2019, just, he's had two of them. Like, <laughs> right? He's been, like, but to be fair, the last thing I saw him in, a movie I like, but his character I don't. Yeah. Like, he did a good job playing it. He's just, he played such an horrid person. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but he did a good job playing it. Right. I hated the character. Was... Knives Out was the last thing I saw him in. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because that just came out. Right. Yeah, no, in that, yes, definitely. But the thing I saw him in before that was Django. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, forget that dude. <laughs> yeah, wait, but no, you are absolutely wait, who correct. Who was he in Django? In Django, you remember he was the um uh, the clan dude. Oh shoot, I forgot about that. That was yeah. years ago though. He's been in other stuff since then. Oh, I'm so, I'm not following. I'm not following his catalog all that closely. Okay, I apologize. He kind of is having a late career renaissance playing uh, clansmen. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's oh. a little bit writing. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't even put I feel like he's a little writing the coattails of his daughter, who got very famous doing Fifty Shades. Oh of yeah. Grey. All right, but now we have in the uh, near future this new generation of vigilantes who have to operate in secret. Some yeah. of them work with the police. Those that don't are outlaws. Yeah. They're being hunted down by the government, by local cops, everyone. Mm -hmm. And the cops themselves, for their own protection, cover their face. They all yes. operate like this, and that's sanctioned. Right. Also, they have locks on the... Um, on the gun. Like, I like how they've adapted this world, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Rorschach's been dead for years, but now his mantra has been adopted by white supremacists. Yeah. Which really isn't that surprising if no. you read the comic. No, no, it's not no. that it's not yeah. that surprising. But his whole manifesto is now their like gospel. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just like that deep and I'm like, that's an interesting way to take this. Yeah, I like it because like the the character in the comic wasn't racist mm. that we know. Uh, but he, he was racist. He was he, just like ridiculously rigid. Yes, on everything. Yeah. and he was a bit of a nationalist, so right. that was also part of. And unfortunately, nationalism and fascism, fascism yeah. tend to glom onto each other. So it so. makes total sense that like yeah. the supremacist groups would like get his journal and then just cherry pick the things that apply to them and be like, "This is this is our guy. <laughs> <laughs> this is perfect. This is this is what we believe in," yeah. and have it like be totally racist stuff. Yeah, but dude, I am I I'm I'm just I'm I'm flabbergasted that they made that work cuz I would have yeah. thought that would have been the stupidest thing. Like it would have felt like or at least in my head them taking uh Rorschach uh and making him their thing to follow is like but if we're all also about the country and the constitution says we're all created equal, then shouldn't we also love everyone? Accept everyone. Because yes, they were hypocrites, but Rorschach was like unflappable and yeah, everything. Yeah, but unfortunately, the Constitution had a whole bunch of racism and sexism written into it. Yeah, so no, that yeah. really helps those kind of groups a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they, they 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 cherry picking though, man. If they they, they yeah yeah. I hurts. mean, you mean like what people do with the Bible? Yeah, it's it's so it's such a perfect uh, analogy. I know what you're talking about. I've yeah. never noticed any discrepancies in there. <laughs> the Gospel according to Hank. Oh wait, no, the Gospel according to Paul. Yeah. Who the hell is Paul? <laughs> I don't know Paul. I love that book. I wouldn't ask Paul to pass me a jam. <laughs> we talked about this book, Second Coming, last time. Oh, yeah. It was, it was great. Because <laughs> it's about Jesus, comes yeah. back to Earth, yeah. and like catches all this inaccuracy, including the like Westboro <laughs> Baptist people yeah. who have like based all their, uh, all their beliefs on the Gospel of Paul. And Jesus is like... Who the hell's Paul? <laughs> I don't even need Paul. Paul, Jesus told Paul this. Oh, I've never met Paul. It's like I remember telling Matthew stuff. I remember telling James stuff. Like who the crap is Peter? <laughs> it's like this dude was like Paul was never there. I don't know where you got this from. 
Uh, but um, on Watchmen, dude, I, um, uh, Regina King too. Yeah, yeah. Regina oh, King starring in this. She's amazing. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, she stars as uh, si- damn, Sister. Help me out, Sister Knight. Thank you. Yeah, she stars as Sister Knight. Knight with who, a K. They don't really uh, identify what her powers are. I, I thought I thought well, she was just like Mr. Furious. It's Watchmen. There's not. They don't have they powers. Have powers. The only superhero who has powers is Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. Well, I mean, no. Don't they have like the, the like you know their like great aim and stuff? Not really. No. This is more like from training than anything yeah. else. Mm. I mean, they had things that they were better at. Like, yeah. dude, one of the visual mass vigilantes in this is a Luba man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So for one scene, <laughs> they cover they cover all. It's, it's, it's a point enough. It's a point enough scene. Yeah. Where it's just, she's just like, who the hell's that? Yeah. And then okay, I'm on, I'm on your ass. I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna, yeah. What? Did, did this fool just? <laughs> Spray himself down with loot? <laughs> and slide down a storm drain. And he, he, he sprayed himself down with lube and sprayed himself. Not Crisco. Yeah. All right. Not like some Pam's cooking spray. <laughs> lube. Yeah. If I, if I had been Sister Pijol. Knight, the police would have found me still there laughing. My ass <laughs> loving butt off. Like, did that just happen? The dude just slide through a sewer grate. You know, we laugh, but at the end of the day, he still got away from the cops. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, no. Respect. Yeah. But man, just... <laughs> yeah, as much as we can respect someone who, who cut themselves in lube, just, you know... Anyways. Yeah. Um, nah, what's his name? Um, uh, Looking Glass. Yes. I mm. thought Looking Glass definitely had powers, though. That yeah. was... That was that, I that, that's a skill I was good at, like, have. interrogation and had, Possibly. like, a... a you know, a giant uh, interrogation globe. You think it was like the mentalist? Yeah, yeah, I think he was just good at that thing. I uh, think that people are good at things like Shana said, mm-hmm. but I don't think anybody would I mean, say there's that powers. I mean, like in real life, there's that dude, the human lie detector. Yeah. Like, he's so good at picking up a person's, like, cue, like physical cues that he knows when they're lying. Yeah. Well, and I, he could do it with anybody. Well, I, I um, can do that. Okay, Shana, right now, um, tell me, um, tell me you're Asian and nine feet tall. I mean, you're looking at me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, anyways, I like the performance, and this is what I'm oh, getting yeah. at. Oh, also, yeah, I yeah. like that it pulled no punches. Like I know it's oh, an HBO God, show, so but I, I, I've never seen HBO really delve as seriously into the comic uh, realm as they seem to, as they seem to be doing mm-hmm. now. And this new and this Watchmen show, I thought was actually really well done. Yeah, um, not just the acting, but also like the writing mm-hmm. was a good follow up to the book. Yeah, it was when they introduced Gene Smart. Yes, as um yeah. as the former Silk Spectre, right. now uh, now federal agent, mm. who really just has a mat on against everyone, every costume vigilante, just like. Well, she ain't real happy with her particular vocation. Yeah, well, yeah. She's like, I like, mean, she was being like, she really didn't have a choice. Yeah, they. <laughs> right. well, I mean, and, and I don't know if though, she was the proper recruit for that. Yeah, well, again, this was more like a, either work for us or go to jail kind of situation. Mm. So she was like, "Okay, I'll work for you." Because like they hint about Night Owl, like they don't really, they never show him, but they essentially hint that he is in fact in jail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm also kind of glad they didn't show Night Owl. I never liked Night Owl. I, I mean, if a there's cool. a season two, maybe. But this yeah. is actually supposed to be a standalone season. They weren't really expecting like the cry for a second season that they're getting at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think it was a very interesting choice uh, to have Simon Peter Gruber himself. Uh, 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 Alec Guinness, not Alec Guinness. Um, uh, Jeremy Irons. Irons. Yes. As uh, I know, I know why I made that. Why, why I made that flub too. Right. Uh, 
Oh, well, as Ozymandias. Yo, I think yeah, that was a good I, choice. I, I, I think yeah, he's, he's, he's the definitive uh, Adrian Veidt for me now. Yeah, he's, like, he's the man? I don't, yeah. I don't think anybody could have done a better job at playing Ozymandias. Yeah, <laughs> he's like a perfect level of like pompous but ridiculous. Yeah, right? yeah. Like got... Jeremy Irons knows how to overact in the right way. Yeah, <laughs> he's got the voice, he's got that accent. It just works. It, he was made Such for Such good it. elocution. Yes. <laughs> also, and why I made that flub uh, mm-hmm. a minute ago is because there's an episode of The Simpsons, which I've never been able to get out of my subconscious, where uh, Lisa meets her rival, yeah. who's who comes into uh, when comes oh. to school, and she's smarter than her, and she plays the saxophone better. And then when she meets her family, <laughs> and they're playing the anagram game. Yes, I know what you're talking about. Yes, <laughs> and specifically, uh, genuine class is the anagram for I, for Alec Guinness. Yeah. The next one that her father gives Lisa the anagram is Jeremy Irons, <laughs> and it's been it's been yeah. like decades. That those two are perpetually linked. Yeah. It's like it's but like she's still trying to figure out what the anagram is. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought, uh, oh, damn! I, I, oh, I had it too. Yeah. I, I, I did at some point because that that bugged me. Yeah. That bugged me, and it was something stupid. It was like it was, I don't know, smart. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, lost my damn train of thought. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, but now Simon yeah. Peter Gruber and and uh, Obi and the original Obi Wan Kenobi are forever linked. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Isn't that an Obi Wan? Uh, okay. Simple Simon met a pieman at the county fair. No, pay attention, McLean. You know, you and your this, friend are going to die if you don't get to the Dagobah if, system in time before the bomb goes out. You know what? If Watchmen had existed like 40 years ago, Alec Guinness probably would have been a good choice for Ozymandias. Yeah. He's another one with that really good elocution in this like... I, I hate to call it a superior air about them, yeah. but like almost like a nobility it's a, kind of... It's a haughtiness. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like not necessarily in a negative way, but just like... I carry myself very well. Yes. I can see that. I'm, I'm above low, low <laughs> yes. things. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing that would I'm make... I'm above petty things. Yes. Like, the only thing that would make like Alec Guinness a bad choice is that he hated doing Star Wars. I can't imagine what he would be like doing this. I know. <laughs> he really, 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 really hated that most people knew him as Obi-Wan. Yeah. No, I know and... him as Obi-Wan. It's like, dude, you And he would have been re- disgusted. Yeah. He would have been disgusted. He was a very serious actor. He's whereas like, Jeremy Star Hines Wars is fine. Is silly little movie. Yo, Jermaine is goofy in this. Yeah, he's so good. (laughs) He is goofy in this, and he's loving every minute of it. Oh man, does that man know how to ham it? Yeah, like be like if any, if ever a time for his hamminess. (laughs) Yeah, it is now. Right, what he's he's carrying the entire B story. You know, though for most of the show, you don't know where he's at. He's in this like big old castle, European looking castle, manor house. Yeah, with some servants. And he's just going about his Living day. You don't. Abbey. Yeah, you have no idea how that intersects with the Tulsa stuff, and then it all comes together real beautifully by the end. Yeah, when that came in, dude, I was just like, "What the? Okay, you just killed this man. He's he's yeah. he's a devoted servant. How could you? But why wow, we're sh- they're showing us he's evil, and then he, the the camera turns. The frick is this dude doing right there? <laughs> and then turn around, and he's there too. Yep. What's going on? Yeah. And I mean, then you I, see 46 more of them. It's like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, no, I got you. Clones. Yeah. Like, here's the, also the thing. Like, Ozymandias isn't evil. Even in this no. I want to pronounce that name every time. I know, right? <laughs> He's not evil. He's, yeah. what you call it. But he is an extreme narcissist. Yes. Which does not make you good. Yeah. <laughs> because you'll always be too self-involved mm. to do what's good for everybody beyond yourself. 
and he lacks empathy and he only has right. that like that like that like logical calculating point of view where exactly. it's like okay Whereas, this will be the right thing to do how many folks are you going to kill by doing this doesn't matter it's still yeah. the right thing to do yeah. like, like the, it's like the whole thing with the squid like dropping that on new york yeah that distracted the entire world from fighting each other because now they felt like they had a bigger issue to deal with but it was a band-aid solution yeah like eventually people would fight again because they would forget about the because that's no longer an imminent threat it's a abstract far away threat when it doesn't happen again right. that's why he has to keep seeding the um uh seeding the world with 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 regular, regular sides <laughs> yeah yeah um I, I still we still never got an, an explanation for the ejaculation in the vials though like when man just keeps he's he's, he's, he's off nothing in and i assume that's the material for the clones no 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 the clones he bought from russia Fair enough. Yeah, it's, maybe it, he. That's thought, a that's a it's a random okay. ass start to it too because you don't. Okay, this is gonna be a weird correlation, okay. but maybe no. it's like the Jerry um, Sadescu thing, like because he apparently was like oh. saving a bunch of his sperm because he was gonna inseminate many women to make a master race. This is like it's an episode of More Oral now. Is that what's going on? No, like no, this really happened. No, I I know, <laughs> but I'm trying to bring it back to the comedy spectrum yeah. before, well, yeah. before we get too weird on this. Well, yeah, no, but, but maybe no, no, that no, was no. his plan. Maybe that's what was in those to make a bunch of super babies. Maybe that's what was in those. Bo- no, I think that's what was in those bottles of lube. From the previous episode, oh, no. the dude sprayed <laughs> all over. No. You're welcome. Let that image That's sink in. That's not right. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Osmanius was cold, Joe. Yeah. I, 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 I know it's messed up, but I like that scene where after he killed uh, his jailer, yeah, and he's just like, uh, like the dude's dying in his arms. He's like, no, was I, was, was I, I a worthy, worthy adversary? And he's just like, no, no. yeah. <laughs> he's like, but you were entertaining. Yeah, yeah. Just like I mean, he said it all. He said it all matter of fact too, like you. Nah. Yeah, yeah, like because again, kind of sucked. It's a screaming <laughs> because he's a screaming narcissist, and mm-hmm. like, but he is objectively smart enough that he is aware that that is who he is. Mm-hmm. That he's like, mm, maybe, like maybe that's why I'm not a good choice to lead humanity because. I actually don't care enough about them. Yeah, that's why Robert Redford gets to be president for like freaking 40 Robert years. Redford is president. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you know what? It's 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 it's, it's better. It's be, it's better than Ronald Reagan. Yeah, I don't know, but I feel like they're saying because it almost sounded like in some ways it almost felt like Ronald Reagan was also president. But then I'm like, no, it's Redford instead of Reagan. But there's some clearly Reagan things happening there. But also some yes, yeah, some things, but also some not because that's he actually. It gave the reparations mm. uh, yes which it's... it seemed like there was like part of the problem was that his progressive approach was like trampling trampling well, yeah, on well, the white supremacists well, and they were striking back what you call, well that's because Reagan in real life is a racist yeah. so he yes, would never have done those things right exactly. yeah, hold on, hold on. But... <laughs> let me ask you something real quick because yeah. uh, speaking of racism because when they gave the full story of Hoodie Justice uh, Hoodie Justice thank you yeah. yeah when they gave his full story that was that was that, what, was that was my favorite TV episode of the year. Yeah, that was raw. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Mm. It's like the show managed to tackle like the idea of generational trauma mm. in a way that is like easy to understand, very interesting and entertaining mm. in a way that I've never seen another show do. Yeah. It's amazing. And it, I've never seen anybody do that in reference. Well, I've seen very few people do this, especially in reference mm. to American history and the yeah. way America, like the government treats minorities in general right like the whole Tulsa thing that was a real thing that happened and I didn't know about it until the show yeah like that was real 
a thriving black community was firebombed by the like like it was firebombed and the government essentially sanctioned it they didn't allow any help they let the community burn to the ground hundreds of people died um and then the government just hushed it up and act like it never happened yeah yeah like but it's like weird to see that in a modern like yeah and I also kind of like the fact that they called the white supremacist movement what they were. Like, mm-hmm. we do a lot in real life where we, we don't want to offend racist people. And I'm like, why do we care? Right, that's their MO to offend. Them? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. give as good as you can get. That's the premise of good comedy. But I do respect that this show wasn't they didn't tiptoe around it yo they went they went like no i also like that bass reese had a freaking mo- a movie or a show what was that like the movie oh, that they're watching yeah yeah and it was about it was, bass reeves yeah, and i don't the... know if you know who bass reese is enlighten the people please Shane. um he was the first black u.s marshal he was actually one of the very first u.s marshals period the character the lone ranger is based off him he captured over three thousand like somewhere around three thousand criminals in his lifetime he had uber respect all over the country um like everybody came to his funeral when he died white politicians black community native americans because he was cool with them too like he was a huge figure in the in the creating of uh in the expansion of the american west and most people don't even know who he is (laughs) it's good that they like we're able to ex- uh, uh, bring all this to light which, within the show, which yeah. is still like trying to cover so much yeah, of an like, expanded co- uh, comic universe. So expansive. Oh, and yeah, it, there's also this really cool meta thing that how Hooded Justice is portrayed in media as a white dude the same way Bass Reeves is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so it's, it's, there's so much happening. Oh, Oops. absolutely. Um, one thing I would, I, I would like to actually, I had a question for you, man. Okay. Because it's been a while since I read the book. I don't remember Hood of Justice ever, like, devolving into one big gay joke. There's, like, a hint, like, uh, that he's into both, like, sadism and uh, possibly gay, or at least into men in some some way. It's like, it's like a sadism. Yeah, it's like a throwaway line when he's, uh, I think he was beating up the comedian Mm -hmm. after he tried to uh, uh, rape Silk Spectre. Mm -hmm. And, like, comedian's like, oh, is this what you're into? You're just, like, beating up, like, like, boys like me or something like that? And then, like, the Hood of Justice eyes go wide. Mm -hmm. And people interpreted that as him, like, you know, the comedian nailing him in a little way. Gotcha. Yeah. But, like, yeah. They, the, Before he nailed the comedian. Ah, uh, not funny. Yeah. The, um, I think one of the things that's amazing is they made changes like the the origins of the Hood of Justice mm-hmm. without uh, being inconsistent with the comic. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't think this strayed, no. like, it, um, it didn't, not, oh, not yeah. too far at all. Really. No, yeah. Like, yeah. there's no hint that Hood Justice is black in the comics, mm-hmm. but they cover why he would have, like, white around his it eyes does. and why a guy would do that. Purposely mm-hmm. painted them Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, no, it works. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought we'd get, like, that level of context, deep context, mm. in them. But, dude, Lou Gossett Jr. comes out of nowhere. Lou Gossett Jr., who is an actor I haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. Still remember this dude from, like, from like Iron Eagle and, and friggin' Toy Soldiers. And now yeah. he's still kind of playing that same uh, mentor-esque figure. Uh, and I didn't think I'd like him. No. When you find out who he is and why he's there and what he did. And then I, I was like, oh... Nah, you are the man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like whenever he's in anything, you usually have that moment. Mm-hmm. I guess so. You know, <laughs> I, 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 I've never seen him play crazy old man before. This was, this was new. True. 
Yeah. Yeah. Regina King, I think, I think knocked it up. Oh my gosh, she so deserves yeah. an Emmy, and I know. A Golden Globe, and like every other award. Yeah. Give her everything. Yeah, dude, I, I dug her so much. I don't think I could like her more than like doing the, uh, the Freeman Brother voices. <laughs> but no, nah, she, 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 she's 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 a fantastic right. actress. Yeah. Like, oh, she's good. I'm not, I'm not well, thinking anything well, like her at all. I feel like it was just a long time coming for her to get like a project like this where she could get her due. Just because yeah. she's like whooping ass living right. I mean, yeah, whatever. Right, I well, feel like we, there's going to be quite a few people dressed as Sister Night next Halloween. Mm. Right, well, we've gushed all over this yeah. like pretty thoroughly, but right. um, I, I, I I do question because I was familiar with the comic and the movie and mm. the, beforehand, as as were you. Yeah. And shit, I don't. Yeah, we, we, okay, so it's just like, would this have the same appeal for anyone who's not? You know, no, that's I that's the question so. I'm, I'm wondering here. Like, although I'm like familiar with the comic and the movie, I was. Was it super huge fans? I thought it was cool and interesting, but it wasn't something that I revisited over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And this is fine. Heck, my um, my mom super into this show. She's never read the comic. Mm-hmm. Heck, I don't yeah. think she saw the movie. So she's watching the show, and she she absolutely adores it. And I feel like it's super popular, and for one good reason, because the writing and the acting is great. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I feel like and there's enough ex- explanation about the world that they live in without yeah. needing to have read the comic beforehand. Okay, and so it's it even done in the weird non-canonic um, timeline that the comics are too. Yeah. yeah, that took me a second to process when yeah, they when do their first jump because they don't really tell you. No, nope. they don't tell you when they do the first jump. It's just like this person you you know is dead. Uh, is alive again it's like oh damn oh i guess yeah, they even, do resurrection here even you know, seeing it straight through it it, it is it, it can get a little like wait why this part it's almost like if you could line up the scenes canonically it'd be like oh okay i you would never be confused again but well yeah but it will it, it, it also be a little more attention. boring you know think, yeah. think about think about uh, those cuts of pulp fiction where people play lay them out yeah like you know just in one continuous string it's like yeah, yeah. right it's, it's, everything's still there but yeah, yeah, no, probably wouldn't have the same punch, but um, but no, like. Well, where do you stand with this? I like it, and I probably would continue to watch it if they do a second season. I'll definitely watch it again. Yeah. I this is definitely one of those shows that you want to watch more than once because you probably won't pick up everything if you don't. Like Doctor always... Manhattan and his big ass forehead. <laughs> Look, I mean, I, <laughs> at least you didn't reference the other thing. Yeah. <laughs> How about that's when my mom texted me after she watched the last episode. <laughs> she she was like, I was not expecting that. Uh, <laughs> I, thought, I thought she was gonna, just going to send you an eggplant. <laughs> she called me and we had like a 10 minute discussion <laughs> about how unprepared she was for how long the camera lingered in that general vicinity. Oh no, man. She was just like, whoa. It's like, it just keeps going. It just yeah. keeps going. <laughs> If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Dr. Manhattan has very long earlobes. Yeah. Right. No, I'm right there with you, though. I enjoyed this show. I'm giving it a thumbs up. Yeah. It was just it was just entertaining. Um, it was faithful to the to the source material, which I don't think anyone really expected it to be completely after I mean, seeing what they did with the movie. Right. And it was still, like, it maintained the interest. It's an old story. You know, Watchmen isn't a new comic. Right. No. And it maintained the interest in that. It had very few negatives. And I was waiting for him. I was like, well, just after that movie, I'm like, I'm like, watch it for him. They gonna do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel it. like they Where's appropriately it? updated what they needed to update. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, because clearly it's, it does take <gasps> place. Like, well, the conclusion takes place in 2019, mm-hmm. even though it's a slightly different universe. Um, 
so like so the, of course some changes had to be made to you know update with the times but yeah no i think they yeah. made good changes that made that continued to make everything make sense mm -hmm. yeah. yep i think having read the comic adds to it but they give you the information as you need it which yeah. helps a lot uh they update the themes from the comic to a modern sensibility in a way that's not pandering to any you know any group of people is just very well done. Which, a plus, love which it. Which is necessary for anything that particular creator makes. <laughs> yeah. Just because he does a lot of stuff for the sake of shock value. So even yeah, soften some of the images. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nah. I mean, he looks like a literal zombie. So. Okay, now he's getting personal. <laughs> I mean, you've seen him, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah he's getting personal. <laughs> all right, but that's Watchmen. It's on HBO. Apparently, uh, gets a uh, seal approval all around. Yeah, yeah well, it's a good show. Okay. <laughs> Look, y'all handle this mess. We're yeah. gonna talk about Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. And when I say The Rise of Skywalker, it's a title that has nothing. <laughs> Yo, I feel like it's giving away the end a little bit. Honey. Yeah, it was a throwaway BS. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. This is supposedly the final chapter in the Star Wars saga. Well, specifically in the Skywalker saga. Correct. Like, in the yeah. Skywalker Those saga. characters are done now. Yes. We will never see Luke, Leia, or Han in the story proper again. Exactly. Just like when they died in the previous iteration of the series, we th we knew we would never see them again. Yeah. Um, we're talking about Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. This now this is now the continuing story of Rey, Poe, and Finn, the three new characters that were introduced in Star Wars The Force Awakens a few years back. And now they've established themselves within the Rebellion. They're in full-on onslaught against uh, the, not the First Order, uh, not the not the Empire, the Final Order now. Right. Uh, Emperor Snoke, dead. Um, Freaking Kylo Ren, nuts. You know, <laughs> Rey coming into her own as a Jedi, as a potential Jedi. Yeah. You know, and Finn... He's found some self-worth, you know, he's, all right, you know, I'm fully involved in this, you know, I'm a, I'm a functioning member of society, you know, mm -hmm. you know, scrubbing toilets for me now, yeah. you know, and Poe is learning some humility, learning I'm not, I My can't just God, be a hotshot pilot because I'm the general of this mother now, yep. alongside Leia, you know, I've been given props, I've been given responsibility, let me go handle biz, you know, mm -hmm. and Princess Leia is somehow still in this movie, yeah. kind of, sort of. Kind of, sort of. Kind of, yeah. sort of. And I mean, yeah. Okay, so saying, lay it down. What was it? What, 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 uh, just talk to us. I'm like, what? Well, it has been, there's been a bit of time since the destruction of Starkiller Beast. And like you said, the three are finding are finding their way in the rebellion. Um, Leia is continuing race training as a Jedi, which does finally answer that question, like, Hey, if Leia's force sensitive, did she ever train? She did. <laughs> in in the thirty something years, <laughs> she did actually train and learn how to use her force powers, which makes her pulling herself back in the ship last movie make more sense. Yeah, and if you wonder if you wonder why we've never seen <laughs> inklings of this in the previous uh, Star Wars uh, trilogy or any of the prequels or anything, I when mean, they mentioned that, uh, when uh, would we that, have that, time to have seen? I'm this? pretty sure they like addressed it in the Force Awakens. Mm, I they feel like she just took a weekend course. They only vaguely. The they didn't show it. They didn't yeah. say how much force training she's had, but like she's that had she's some. Come. Yeah, which yeah. makes sense. She got a pamphlet on force training. They yeah. said at the that. end. They said in Jedi that she has. She's force sensitive, mm. and so she has the ability 
to become a Jedi. So the question is, okay, so will she train, like, will her brother teach whatever? And I'm like, yeah. Yes. Yes, you will. They did. And I'll, it, it was saying, yo, I have the ability to be a great, you know, jujitsu fighter. It's like, I haven't taken lessons or anything, but yeah. I got well, arms, I mean, right? In the Star Wars <laughs> universe, the ability to be a force user is kind of a tangible thing. Like, <laughs> only people, only certain people can be. It, it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like applying for a boat loan. No, I get, I, get, I get what you're saying, though. It's just like, okay, so Leia, they're trying to add new elements to her in death, but I don't really feel any of that was meant for the story. If, 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 if this was uh, still Han, Luke, and Leia's story, I think it would have been right in line with that. Yes, we're all following Luke's rise as a, uh, an up-and-coming Jedi, but if on the side here, Leia starts to show inklings, too, it's like, oh, what? Hold well, up, I mean, hold up. The plot, what's going the, on, you know? It does answer the question at the end of who was going to continue training Rey since every other Jedi was dead. Yeah, I didn't like that, because um. I, like I was kind of hoping this would be one of the things, since they're doing so many different things, mm. that this would have been uh, the first uh, depiction of a Jedi who was able to learn on their own, to train themselves, yeah. you know? She finds that she can do random stuff, and she sees Kylo Ren doing things, so she knows that these types of things are possible with the Force. He did that. Can I'll I do fair. that? And then she does her own variation yeah. of it, you know? Stuff like that would have been really cool to see, and instead, this felt very formulaic to me, and it, I was I bummed mean, out I'll... that it felt so formulaic. Okay, so... I got he's, direct he's, scenes. I feel personally attacked because <laughs> you feel, my you feel own attacked? personal, like headcanon is that Leia totally did learn how to become a Jedi and so for me this is a little bit of wish fulfillment thank you for pooing all over it you still on Leia well no that was like five minutes ago Shane you gotta keep up uh -huh. <laughs> live interview also how is she supposed to teach herself like the ancient truths of the Jedi exactly no, the ancient the Jedi is a religion. Okay? Yeah. That's like well, saying I believe I there's mean, something keeping us alive, and you never read a Bible. To be fair, you know Luke is like a Jedi master, but like he never completed his like training. He just left Dagobah. He basically had like a semester abroad and was like, I know everything now, and that's basically Luke's story. Well, to be fair, yeah. Yoda was like, You're done. That's yeah, fine. yeah. I'm gonna die now. Right. <laughs> you know what completing the Jedi training means? That means you give three hundred dollars at the end of the uh, <laughs> at the end of the monthly seminar for a can of beans. So that's what that means. Yeah. Um, I think Ray's progression mm. was a story that we all got really invested in at the start. Right. And I think they kind of like half-assed over the over the course of it. Yeah. They they introduce they reintroduce Luke. And we think we're gonna see some serious legit Jedi training. And she got some legit Jedi training mm -hmm. off camera. And they I kept mean, they kept cutting back to it, and I, they're training on, and they're, okay. they're kind of doing some sword fighting okay, on the beach. Okay, I'm gonna call. I'm, you know, I'm and then call, they kind of no. Let me not let me finish that point. You go ahead and interrupt. You go right ahead. You go right ahead. Okay. You no, go right no, ahead. No, handle it. You got something that's very important to say. I was just gonna say, like, when did we see anybody else train? How many more? Like Jedi's actually there? training. Luke. No. Yes. You saw two seconds of that. Yeah, you saw just as much. You saw more of Ray physically training than you ever saw. I agree. Yeah. Luke ever. People need to stop putting the original series up on this pedestal like they're the world's most perfect movies. There are potholes in there too, we just didn't care. Probably the most training we saw might have been the Jedi Academy in the prequels. Yeah. Where they had the kids with the visors and waiting And even then it was mostly through. Yoda talking. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, I think there was a lot of training in The Last Jedi. Like, not a lot happened in that movie. I love that movie, I've said it was my favorite one. Mm -hmm. But like, there wasn't, you know, it was mostly Ray training, lightsabering a rock. And then, you know, that's about it. Right, Seems cool. like there's not a lot to Jedi training. It's just I, the practice. I think, because I don't even think, because I don't think the training's important to the story, yeah. so they don't linger on it. Same, yeah. We'll talk about the story, then. All right, well, this... 
story is well now Kylo Ren is the head of the first order in Oh the final order. Well no no when we start first order. You talking about last Jedi? No. No. It's the first the beginning... order. Palpatine says the final, final order, order begins now yeah, at like some at the point. End. Mm, all right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, the the thing is still called the first order. That never changed. Um a more the final order part was more the like destroying the rebels. Yes. That was more like a mission, kinda like Order 66. Alright. Yeah. Um but yeah. So oh, good lord. <laughs> so Kylo Ren's new head of the First Order, our intrepid trio on the side of the resistance are all working towards what you call it, the next big fight with the werewolf. I want to keep wanting to say Empire because honestly, First Order, I don't see how it's any different. But it's really not. <laughs> it's really not. What's the name change? Um, but we have to. Fi- what what they figure out is that they have to find this planet that Luke was looking for, and the only way to get there is to get this thing called a Wayfinder. And a Wayfinder, when I saw it, and I was like, Hey, because I watched Star Wars Rebels and went. That's the thing! <laughs> <laughs> and essentially, it is a, it, the plot is, the main plot is that essentially the four of them in their collision courses with each other, trying to find the, um, trying to either find the Wayfinder or find what the Wayfinder locates. Mm. And the B plot was essentially, oh gosh, what was the B? Oh, well, the B plot was essentially the old people getting <laughs> Was there even really a B-plot? Not really. Not really, yeah. Like, it's... The B-plot was whenever you went away from them and you focused on any other character, but no, you mostly just followed them because most of the story, they get separated. And so you have to follow them individually. And mostly it's about Rey finding out who she is, Finn um, coming into the realization that one, not only is he not... No! Ha! That's the theme of the movie. We're not alone. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got there. Um, I haven't had a whole lot of time to think about it too hard. Um, <laughs> so this is the story of Kylo Ren is now stepped up in power. Yeah, but he's he is not stable. No, he's not. And we saw in the events of the previous movie that yeah, he was going off on his own and we thought he was just trying to usurp power. He actually had this uh, idea that yeah. he and Ray are two sides of the same, of coin. The same really right. powerful which, coin. Which they're not wrong. No, he's yeah. not wrong. But they should rule together. And yeah. what it turned out to be is he was almost kind of dependent on that. So when Ray did well, fuck he really him, even though wanted he was... her, because he really thought like together we can do this. It's kind of like the whole. Um, deal that Darth Vader kept offering Luke. Yeah. But he was like, nah, yo, I ain't, I ain't about that life. And Ray kind of essentially does the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that was also uh, a familiar relationship. And Ray never understands why Kylo Ren is specifically trying to get her to come to his side, you right. know. And that's never made clear to her, even though we all can plainly see it. It's like, oh, yo, come nah. on. They're the new Luke and Leia. They were supposed to be the new Luke and Leia. That's that's why Kylo Ren is so attached. Think about it, like the like the twin. No spoilers. It's no spoiler. It's a spoiler. Yeah, not a spoiler. When we got to the end of that end, end of the movie, that is a spoiler. Well, no, I'm, I'm not, not even referring. I'm just referencing how that's know, just like the relationship. By the yeah. way, you were spoiling Watchmen all over the place. So, so yeah. <laughs> so um, I mentioned you saw characters. I mentioned you saw Manhattan's no, dick. I, I didn't mean, say like, he, 
All right. Actually, <laughs> you didn't, but okay, I did. But, <laughs> but, but no, think about in The Last Jedi, like, yeah. their connection, the way, like, the, in, um, Revenge, uh, what was the, no, 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 what was the last of the original three? Um, Return of the Jedi. Jedi, yeah. There. The um, that can, and even at the end of Empire, that connection that Luke and Leia start, that they could sense each other through the Force, even mm. before she knew she was his sister. And they have a similar thing, but even stronger. They literally can physically see and talk to each other through the Force, and even touch each other if they really wanted to. They want to. Cool. <laughs> they want to. Or Kylo like, wants to. You mean like Luke and Leia did yeah. in Empire? Yeah. Yo, hold up, hold up. Now, now first of all, this, this movie was trash. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to come out and say it. I'm not as bothered as you movie are. This was a pain sorry. in the ass, but I also want to know, like, why have we not seen Finn progress? Oh, yeah. Uh, out of this, like, out of this, like, uh, I, I don't even know if you can call it, like, puppy love. Yo, my man is thirsty. Like, no, he's hard. in love with Ray. No, he is yeah. in love with Ray. Like, yeah, but the yeah. whole thing is like, yo, dude, she doesn't want you, man. And you got, you got, you got two other. She does not care. Okay, she, she is completely asexual in this. She's all about the force. Yeah, I if think she's, she's thirsty just not for anything, really worried about it. Force. Yeah, she I wants like that. She wants that lightning juice. Maybe, That's what she wants. Maybe because she, she wants got, that. Maybe because she got bigger things to think about. Like in the moment, I mean, like everybody essentially, like oh, the I universe say, is. I thought you were trying to say uh, Poe the universe is literally on her shoulders. So I don't think she has a lot of time to deal with that kind of situation. But yeah, no, he clearly is in love with her. But he's not essentially expecting her to return it, which I kind of yeah. like that about Finn's character, mm. that he's not like, oh, if she doesn't love me, none of this is worth it. But no, he's just like, no, I I care about, I love her, and I want her to be okay. Yeah, I think he's he a sucker. Under- I think he's a sucker and two steps from an incel. But now also let's talk how, about Poe. How, 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 wait, wait, no, no, you gotta unpack that one. I do not. <laughs> I want to know why Poe uh, in if this, they're revealing to an insult, all Poe. Okay, you gotta unpack that one. Where does that come from? Because incels are entitled, Finn isn't. He's perfectly fine with the love her and let her go scenario opposed to like mm. saying that, oh, I love you, so you have to love me back. I'm entitled to your attention and affection. That's, That's an Kylo. Insult. <laughs> yeah, when, when, when did Poe say that? Yeah. Well, no. no There's like three scenes where Poe actually lets her actually, go. Actually, no, but not talking about Ray because he has no feelings for Ray like that. What I'm talking about is his entitlement in life, in the yeah. in his position in the resistance. He's an he incel is. for life? No, but his position <laughs> for notoriety. Like, that was his whole arc in the second movie coming into this, that he has to think in big picture and for other people, not just himself. I, I feel like you're not I'm, 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 I'm just going to, like, crop that yeah. whole, like, portion of the screen out. <laughs> okay. And just, yeah, but... Oh, um, well, no, you demand position. I unpack, but you don't have to. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to have to hear my peppermint. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I didn't dig this movie, man. I, I, I felt like it was it was just one big wasted opportunity to, like, close out this series in, um, I don't know, a, a legitimate and potentially respectful to the uh, material that they've given us way. And instead, they threw every cameo we wanted to see right. at us, which is cool. I was happy cool. for Billy D. Williams. Yeah, oh, Billy yeah. D. Williams shows up. And you know what? I'm actually happy that I didn't really dig his role specifically, but I'm happy the way they used him because I thought it was just going to be a two-second cameo yeah. just, to, just to throw in that trailer. Like, I mean, ah, he's, he's there. He, he exists. Ha-ha. I'd have been rude if it was because they gave everybody else scream time. Like, yeah, but it, they could have. I mean, they waited a long time to, to call his number and get him into this I'm thing. I'm glad they gave him an actual part. Yeah, that's there. true. I was glad about that. Yeah, but I, I, it, it dawned on me that this is 
blatant fan service, and I oh, know yeah. it's Star Wars, but I the mean, fact yeah. that they 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 are more committed to the fan service than to the movie. When they have this very direct scene at the end of everything, when this woman walks up to Chewie <laughs> and says, "Chewie, this is yours," and gives this dude the medal that he should have gotten in the damn first movie, like first like no uh, a that new hope back in nineteen seventy yeah. some odd. And then hands it to him, and the camera holds on it, so they make sure you see. See, we're giving him a damn medal. I'm like, yo, yeah, we get it. No, we're giving him a medal. See, he's taking it. He's in his hand. He, he, he's happy. You see this? And I'm like, yo, okay, now I see what you've given me here. It's just like, this was something you wrote as a Star Wars fan, uh, not as someone who had a great idea for a story No, yeah. in the Star Wars universe, you know? And, uh, it, it definitely it, feels like if something existed on Tumblr five years ago, it made it into the movie. I mean, I mean, that could be said about the entire Legends series. That can be said. Yes. It's not being said right I now. I mean... We're talking about just, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Because the truth of the matter is, anything, all, almost everything apart from the prequel series and what you call it, the original set of Star Wars were all not written by the original creator. So no, it was all to an extent going to be somewhat yeah. fanficy, like right. to an extent. <laughs> and I feel like nobody's ever happy with any of these movies because they always go back. The first ones were perfect. Yeah, I never, I never said that. Like, I, hate, I hate that first movie so much. Boring ass dust farming mother. Anyways, no. um, I was I was brought I down like no by a lot of this. With these there's a lot of it that I really should have liked too, dude. Yeah. So much action in this. Yeah, like. So much action! I think action. more action than any Star Wars movie. It's just kind of nonstop. Yeah, it really just goes. Man, I and love, that's probably the problem. Like I love. I gotta say though, I do appreciate visually the action um, scenes in every movie that's come out a little bit more. I love. I like the fighting scenes. Those just because they look visually really awesome. Because when you think about the old trilogy, yeah, it's just two old dudes banging some sticks together. Um, yeah, it's not the yeah. right. Nope. No, that was on the box cover, I think, when I got the VHS. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're not visually arresting. Yes. Fair enough. Fair. Um, but I don't know. Like, I wasn't bothered. I, did, I, I'm probably putting this into a popcorn movie kind of um, slot, at least in my mind. Just because I could definitely watch it. No problem. I was entertained. I laughed at the points where I think I was supposed to laugh. At least I hope I was supposed to laugh at those points. <laughs> um, and I didn't hate it. Um, to me, in a way, it felt it felt closer to the tone of um, uh, Fudge. What was the, what was the first one in this trilogy called? Force Awakens. There you go. Yeah. Um, it felt closer in tone in that. But J.J. Abrams did that one yeah. too, right? Yeah, yeah. So, which I wish he had done all three, opposed to the one in the middle. Because honestly, I liked Last Jedi, but I had a slight beef with it just mm. because tonally, kind of bugs me. But also because I feel like they had a really good idea about how to go forward, like how to renew the series and then punked out halfway. Yeah. Um, I concur. Yeah. So, and I I know that J.J. Abrams was trying to do a lot of cleanup from that here. Um, unfortunately, it, it wasn't something that he was going to fully be able to, like, course correct just because there were just these hanging plots that quickly got you know, yeah. smashed together and moved on. And I feel like he did the best he could. <laughs> and it wasn't bad. Like, again, I can't say enough. It wasn't bad. It just wasn't Good. in a whole. It wasn't that. No, it wasn't that memorable. It was finely right. executed. 
but not super memorable. There are things in it I like. There are moments that I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna remember that. But the whole thing as a story that plays out, no. And there's some really good ideas in there. I like that Finn found other um what you call stormtroopers that had defected. And so he was like, okay, it wasn't just me. I wasn't like faulty for some reason. I he, he's like other ones out there have you know had crisis of conscience and didn't want to do it anymore. So. Like, yeah, no, I like that. I like getting touchstones to the old ones without it, like, taking over the whole movie. So, yeah, ultimately, I probably would give it a thumbs up and would see, or, like, nah, like I probably would watch it again. But probably not, like, a whole bunch of times. Yeah. I don't know. I, I think, as a movie, it rushes too fast mm. through things. So it's, like, I found out that it shares a screenwriter with Batman, Superman, uh, Batman for Superman, uh, Dawn of Justice, oh. which explains because the first the third, next speed, yeah, mm-hmm. because the first third of the movie felt like the same thing where it would be like a scene would be like one line of dialogue, and then you'd switch over to another scene, and then yeah. someone else would say like two things, be like, oh, th- we need this item, and then they'd switch to another scene, and be like, let's go to this place where the item is, and then it would just kind of cascade was, that it way. It was a big fetch quest. Yeah, it was really. It's it's shoddy, and I don't think they linger on things long enough to let you feel the implications mm-hmm. of like you know implications. They they drop some major like twists, and then they'll just kill that character a thirty like thirty seconds later, mm-hmm. and you'll be like, oh well, I, I guess that guy yeah. is gone now. Um, yeah. So as a movie, it doesn't hold up, but like as like the end of Star Wars, I'm like fine. Yeah. I'm, I made it to the end again. But yeah, not, like, <laughs> like I'm not bothered. Yeah. yeah, I'm like I can't even be emotionally like I said, Last Jedi. Here's the, I think the problem with the whole trilogy is because it's directed by two different people, with yeah, one in the middle. Yeah, should have been one. Because, like... There should have been something... It makes it non-consistent. Yeah. Because, like, The Last Jedi was very much like, you know, put away your parents' idols, your your heroes are flawed, you gotta create your own path and do your own thing, find your own way, and then, uh... Rise of Skywalker immediately after. Yeah, yeah Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker's like, never mind. Your your stuff from your parents' childhood is really cool. Yeah. Here's an X Wing. You go fly that, but here's a here's a lightsaber. It glows blue just like all the others. Well, because yeah. there was pushback to the killing yeah. of nostalgia in the last exactly, one. Exactly, yeah. So they're like, Oh well, no, we want the nostalgia. The like, killing of nostalgia was to shut those same it. fools up and let them write a good story. Yeah. And tell a good story. Right. That new generation. Yeah, but will fans be don't let in. you do that. Yeah. Which is a damn Studios shame. don't let right. you do that. No, the studio. So it's like it's hard for me to want to, you know, poop on this real hard. That because it's like. Well, I, I'm going full diarrhea on this one. Okay. <laughs> Personally, you know, because one, this, this it didn't fan service me. has yeah. ruined this this for me for the last two I mean, movies. When I much... thought there was something good coming on the horizon, and instead they throw every reference they can at me. They throw every like background character. They throw every hackneyed trope. I half expected uh, Jar Jar Binks to pop up in this someplace. No, they won't. They never how... go that far. They no, they've they've no, done it. It was not. Yeah, but it was it was not that far. Out of the yeah. realm in my in and my I mean, in my Disney purview right. yeah, no. from what they showed in this picture because I'm like yo if this is what they're doing yo this is gonna end with this dude coming up that's oh folks <laughs> no, so I get, so I'm they... giving this a hard thumbs down yeah that is a thumbs down for me mine is more a soft thumbs up yeah I'm getting a soft thumbs down but it's still a thumbs down yeah. I I still think it's like in the middle the this this trilogy has really ignored the prequels like almost you know compulsively mm-hmm. it would have been talk about those. right but it still would have there's still part of the story it still would have been nice if like i don't know 
so if they just went to one location, even if there weren't any characters from there, if they just went to Naboo for whatever reason, it'd have been nice if those movies had been good. Yeah, well, it would have been nice, but there's still, you know, <laughs> I give, I like, in some ways, I like the prequels better than Force Awakens, and in some ways, better than uh, Rise of Skywalker. I can say I don't like the prequels better, but I will own that like the action and the visuals yeah. are better. Yeah, like some things are better. Oh, the dialogue! Right, overall, <laughs> overall, not better. But there's, I just, there's an integrity to them in a way, you know. Mm-hmm. They're, they're definitely the vision of one guy who doesn't know what he's doing at all. Yes, but right. like, agreed. Yeah, I still think the prequels he needed dick. Yeah, we're out of time, y'all. This has been the Geek Down. I want to thank y'all for joining us for another episode of the Geek Down. I want to thank Jay Palapal. I want to thank Shayna. And I want to thank you, mining y'all. If you heard anything on this show, you want to chime in on, hit us up at geekdownradio at gmail.com. Or you can go to the website and hit us up and see all our interviews and reviews and just general goodness all around at geek-down.com. And find us on social media, dude. We're on iTunes. We're not on iTunes. I got to I gotta stop saying that. Yeah. Um, but you know, uh, Facebook, on Twitter, you know, your favorite, uh, 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 whichever, Instagram. Just look for us everywhere at The Geek Down. And find us on your favorite podcast app. You type in The Geek Down. We're usually the first ones to come up. And we'll catch you all next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. But until then, be excellent to each other. Peace.